Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1,900. Yeah, 1,900 episodes. And today is part two of our 10-part weekly series looking at hope as it manifests in the Star Wars movies. Empire Strikes Back is up today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Yes, it is number 1900 in the episodes. And if you've been with the show for a while, then you know that that is not actually how many episodes of the show I have done at this point because of the bonus episodes and that long lost episode zero. Well, it's not really lost. I mean, it's on the website, but... <laughs> be that as it may. This is actually 1955, so there have been 54 bonus episodes and an episode zero, and so there we go. Yeah, I'm approaching 2,000 rapidly. The actual numbered episode 2,000 will be on Christmas Day, shockingly, December 25th. I did not do that on purpose. It just happens to line up that way, but we're going to get to the actual 2,000 episodes, you know, non-numbered included next month. Yeah, that sounds about right. But be that as it may, we're not here to talk about numbers, really. We're here to talk about hope and the way that it's depicted in the Star Wars movies. We might talk about numbers because there are seven instances of the use of the word hope in Empire Strikes Back. And... I would say none of them are particularly remarkable except for maybe two of them. One of them is actually a use of hope in a spiteful sense when Leia says to Han that someday he's going to screw up and she hopes that she's there to see it. And then, of course, he's in the asteroid field and she says, I take it back. You know, so that doesn't work out. And there's another one that I'm going to talk about as we get deeper into the episode. But for now, let's talk about hope in The Empire Strikes Back. And you can't necessarily talk about it in isolation. You have to kind of consider it also in comparison to A New Hope. And whereas we were given an idea that hope existed in the first movie, at the very beginning in the opening crawl, when they talk about how the Rebellion had scored its first victory against the Galactic Empire and that they have these Death Star plans and hopefully can do something with them, right? Even though the initial releases of A New Hope didn't say A New Hope in the title crawl, you still got the idea that there was hope for this rebellion despite this incredibly destructive, all-powerful battle station being there. Well, Empire Strikes Back gives you an entirely different perspective. Instead, the first words in the opening crawl are, it is a dark time for the rebellion. And it goes on to say that even though they blew up the base, the Imperial forces chased them out of there. And essentially, they've been on the run. We don't necessarily know. You know, I'm thinking back to the time when the movie came out. And I don't know if we knew. Like, I have deeply ingrained in my bones and blood that it took place three years in-universe after the original Star Wars. But where I actually learned that... I can't even say. Maybe it was in Bantha Tracks somewhere. I don't know. But I know that it is just ingrained in my DNA that that's the time period between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. Not just in our physical world where we waited three years for the next movie, but also in-universe. And even though things look bad 
Well, Luke is leading a band of rebels and establishing a base on Hoth. And when we actually see the base, it's pretty far along. This is an expression of hope in its own way. I mean, this is the rebellion saying, hey, we think we've found a place where the Empire isn't going to find us so we can actually take a breather and establish something that is more than just a temporary camp. So they are really digging in, setting up shop. And even though not everything is ready to go, I mean, we're dropped into it in the middle of things, just like we were with A New Hope. You know, the sensors just got put in place, the energy shield isn't yet activated at the start of the movie, and the airspeeders still aren't adapted to the cold, but you can tell that there is an expectation that they're gonna be there for a while and that they can settle in and breathe for a little while. But naturally, <laughs> it doesn't go as planned, and once they discover that Imperial probe droid, General Raikian has to order the evacuation. But what's remarkable about the whole evacuation situation is that there's no panic about it. There's no sense of desperation. There's no sense of fear. There's just, hey, it's time to pack up and go. Even though they are clearly trying to settle in and be there for a while, they still have plans for the eventuality of having to leave. They are ready for the potential evacuation. And it kind of puts you in mind of that old aphorism about hoping for the best but expecting the worst and preparing for it. And so there you go. They have clearly done it. And bringing in the word expectation in here seems to be rather important because hope isn't necessarily just about a desire for something turning out better, but it's also the expectation of the possibility that it can be. The expectation that the possibility is valid enough and likely enough that it's worth investing in. And if it's not likely, then it's still worth investing in for other reasons, as for example, when Han goes out on his tauntaun to go after Luke and R2 says that the odds of anybody surviving out there tonight are 725 to 1, but that his sensors are too weak to abandon all hope. That's the other notable use of hope I wanted to flag. And it's also rather odd that R2-D2 is actually the one who is dealing with the odds in this particular case. We all think of it as a 3PO thing, but he was just translating for R2 at that point. Later on, of course, he's all about the asteroid field and... You successfully surviving an attack on an Imperial Star Destroyer, but yeah, it's R2 who's actually doing the calculations on Hoth. Now, we know that the Battle of Hoth does not go well for the Rebels, and ultimately, they have to retreat. That is the point where things start going downhill in the movie, and yes, we're still given little flickers, like, for example, after the beginning of the retreat is called, that's when we get to see Luke use his magnetic grappler and zip line up to the bottom of an Imperial Walker and destroy it. So even though they are retreating, they're still going to get their licks in. So, you know, you don't have to abandon all hope either. But that being said, as the retreat happens and as Luke disappears into the wilds of Dagobah and Han and Leia and Chewie and 3PO go on a mad chase through the asteroid field everything kind of narrows. And instead of it being hope for defeating the Galactic Empire, it is a hope for survival instead. And in fact, it's almost not even hope anymore. It's going to the expression of hoping against hope, which has always struck me as a bizarre expression. How do you hope against hope? But really, to understand it, you have to end up doing an etymology thing, digging into the origins of words. And the original Latin for hope 
has to do with not only hoping, but also expecting. So you're hoping against expectation. And I think it's a proto-Indo-European root of it also suggests that um, the root of hope is for prospering or doing well. So it's a hope or an expectation that you will do well at some endeavor or in some situation or that someone will. So the notion of hoping against hope is more like hoping against the outside expectations of what could happen. So, for example, R2-D2 hoping against hope that Luke and Han would survive the night on Hoth. But as we get off of Hoth, and as we follow Han and Leia and Chewie and 3PO on their mad dash across the galaxy, what happens, strangely, is that because of the fact that you know, their hopes for the rebellion, their hopes for making money in Han's case and paying off bounty hunters and so on and so forth. All those hopes go away and it narrows down to the notion of survival. And instead, the notion of hope transfers to the audience. Instead, we become the people who are carrying the hope for these characters. We know that they have to get through these trials and tribulations that they're experiencing right now in order for them to have a moment to breathe and to focus on the bigger picture. But for the time being, for the rest of the movie pretty much, they are in harm's way and it's all they can do to survive. Even when they get to Cloud City and have a moment to breathe, they still don't feel comfortable and that comfort doesn't last for very long at all. And speaking of transferring hope to the audience, that also happens in another notable use of hope in the movie. I know I said there were only two particular ones. This isn't notable so much for its use or expression of hope, more about just what it teases for the final movie. But of course it's that line when Obi-Wan Kenobi says, that boy is our last hope, and Yoda says, no, there is another. So... When Obi-Wan says that boy is our last hope, suddenly like we have the ability as an audience to transfer the notion of hope back into the movie, back onto the character of Luke, and let him and his hope potentially carry the day. Yoda immediately takes that away from us by saying, no, there is another. Suddenly, this isn't the only option. This isn't the do-or-die scenario that it's initially pitched to be, that we think it might be. The fact that there is another and we have no idea what that means, who that is, well, suddenly that opens up the possibility that Luke doesn't have to win whatever happens for the rebellion to still survive, for the dark side to be defeated, because there is some other option that exists that we don't know about yet. And thus, once again, we're not focusing on hope in regard to Luke, we're focusing on his survival, especially when Yoda says, you know, mind what you've learned, save you it can. And so that's as much as I'm going to say about hope in The Empire Strikes Back, at least for the time being. But after the break, I want to share a couple of comments that were shared with me on Facebook in response to the first episode on hope that I did. And yeah, like I said, we'll do that after the break. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003, and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use, and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. Check out sw7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is sw7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. 
So last week I did the episode on hope focused on A New Hope, and a longtime listener of the show named Chris Palumbo took the time to write an awesome and thorough comment on the video, talked about how the theme of hope in episode four is much broader than just the hope that surrounds the plans to the Death Star, which he agrees is a hope, but he says falls into the category of a tactical hope, which he defines as an immediate or point in time kind of hope versus a strategic hope, which is long lasting or thematic. And he believes that there are multiple arcs of hope that run throughout episode four and serve as themes and storylines for the entire saga. And he lists a number of examples thereof. And I just wanted to say, Chris, thank you so much for that really awesome and thoughtful comment. I greatly appreciate it and you're absolutely right. All of the themes that you listed and more as you said you could go on and you're right like there is a lot more to dig into as well. So thank you so much for that comment. I really appreciate it. This is a really big and juicy topic and I am kind of scratching the surface of it comparatively speaking as I do these episodes and I hope to be a lot deeper into it when we get to the actual release of Hyperspacing Hope, the book that will be coming out in November. But again, thank you, Chris, for that comment. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. And anybody else who has anything to say about this or any other Star Wars episodes, Star Wars 7x7 episodes, <laughs> by all means, share them wherever you catch the show or if there's no comments section natively there, then head to home base for the show at SW7x7.com. And that that is going to do it for today's episode 1900 and counting. Thank you so much for joining me for this one and all of them as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.